Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hey, 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 hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with me, your host, Coach B. I am so glad that you are with us, and I am so excited about my special guest on today. Listen, we are going to be having some good conversation today, and this, I'm telling you, this show is really going to help so many people with having those difficult conversations. So come on, let's get ready. Aaron, come on in the room. Come in the room, Aaron. Yes. Hello. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I am excited that you're here. I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm so thankful that you wanted to be on the show. So thank you. I thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thank you. So listen, before we get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Introduce yourself. Tell them who you are, where you're from, you know, what you do. If you want to share something about your family, please do that. But please share with the listeners who you are. Yeah, perfect. So my name is Erin. I grew up in a small town in Utah, southeastern Utah. Wow. And for... Those of us in the United States, there's the four corners where the four states meet. I'm in the very corner of Utah. That's where I grew up. So I'm a small town girl. I really loved that. It was a great place to grow up. I had a lot of free time on my hands. And so I grew up riding dirt bikes with my family. And I just loved spending time outside. So that's a little bit about like my childhood. But now I'm a communications coach and I'm a wife and I'm a mom I have a little toddler. She's two. She's a handful, (laughs) but (laughs) so much fun. And yeah, I stay busy being a full-time mom and I run a business from home and I love ice cream and sunshine. That's Wow, I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing, Erin. I really appreciate that. And I can, wow, you said you have your two-year-old. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know she keeps you busy. Oh, she does. (laughs) That is so awesome though. Thank you so much for sharing. So I am ready to get into this conversation. I'm so glad that we're going to be talking about today, um, how to have those difficult conversations. And we're going to touch a little bit too also on building healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. So how how do we have those difficult conversations, Erin? Uh, let's start off right there. How do we do that? I love that you asked this question. I actually mm-hmm. have a whole guide if anyone's interested. It's all free because I get this question all the time from people yeah. I coach, from people I talk to. And a free guide 
I will give it as a gift to your listeners. Be, Thank you. But yes. the biggest thing that I would encourage anyone to do mm-hmm. is to prepare yourself for a hard conversation. Too mm-hmm. often we find ourselves in the middle of a hard conversation mm-hmm. and we feel uncomfortable. We feel caught off guard. We feel too tired, maybe too hungry. And then I think it makes it so much worse. So let's just pretend you have a difficult conversation you need to have. And I'm going to help coach you through how to prepare yourself. And the first thing that you need to do that I recommend that you start with is understand your why. Mm -hmm. Why is this conversation hard for you? And understand why you want to have it. Why is it important for you to have this hard conversation? Mm-hmm. And when you can understand those two things, it will yeah. automatically make it easier for you because okay. you'll have intention and purpose behind why you're going into this in the first place. Wow. So understand why you want to have it and why mm-hmm. understand why it's hard for you to have it. Okay. That makes sense. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that sounds good. So listen, so I'm going to create a scenario here. Yeah, perfect. Say if you know your why, and the why Mm -hmm. is, say, just constant disrespect. Yeah. Let's say it's just people, you know, a certain individual is just always disrespectful. Um, They don't um, respect your views. They don't respect your opinion. um, And they're just a difficult person. Um, so that's why you need to have it. And the reason, because you want to clear the air, mm-hmm. you want to know where is this animosity coming from? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Especially if the person seems like they're just difficult yeah. all the time. Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of different ways I would encourage people to approach this because even with understanding your why, you mm-hmm. need to understand, am I wanting them to change their behavior so I can feel better? Mm. Because good. if they're different, would I feel better? Is that why you want to have that conversation? Wow. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Wow, that is an eye opener. That is so good. I appreciate that. So basically... When we know we have to have those difficult conversations mm-hmm. and we know that, okay, like I said, I use an example of, you know, someone being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But if we say that we want to have this conversation, not so that we feel better, but so that the relationship can be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a good start there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. definitely. It's a much better yeah. start because, again, yeah. we have to... What is your relationship with that person too? Because is it just one of your neighbors? Is it one of the moms of the kids that your kids play with? Is it your aunt? Is it your spouse? Is it your kid? And so Mm -hmm. I think that will also vary in why this conversation is important to you. Yeah. And because we all want to feel respected. We all know no one wants to be disrespected too. Right. And so understand, again, go back to understanding your why. Do I really want to strengthen my relationship with them? 
mm-hmm. what's going to be required of me and them. Mm-hmm. What is going, what qualifies as disrespectful. Right. And, and again, this is still all with you. You've never even talked to them yet. Right. Because the more you can unravel in your own mind, mm-hmm. the more you can have clarity when you approach them rather than saying, you say this, you do this. Right. And I don't want you to do this or say this. Mm-hmm you can approach it from a totally different way and the way that they respond to you is automatically going to be better. Yeah. So it is a great conversation to have, but I am always encouraging my clients to step back, take care of themselves first. Okay. I like that. Yeah. First, you come first. Mm -hmm. That's good. So you were talking about the approach that you have. So Mm -hmm. what if this hard conversation mm-hmm. needs to take place within your home with someone in your home. I, for yeah. me, I think that's really hard because yeah. you have to live with this person. You know, mm-hmm. it could be a spouse um, and you know that you want things to be better, but mm-hmm. how do you address it? And it could be a family member. It could even mm-hmm. be not even just a spouse, but your mom or a sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do that? Because sometimes yeah. <laughs> people feel that they know you so well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they really don't. And they don't give opportunities mm-hmm. to really hear you out because they already have made a judgment about yeah. you. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Yeah, that's a great, great question. And going back to the steps of preparing yourself. So understand your why Mm -hmm. and then process your emotions behind the hard conversation. Yeah. Allow yourself to be angry, feel awkward, feel uncomfortable, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then what I encourage people to do is to start with a pre-conversation. The heart, the conversation before the hard conversation because okay. again, I, I mentioned at the beginning, no one likes to feel caught off guard right. or, or backed into a corner or sabotaged. And mm-hmm. so if you truly want to have a hard conversation mm-hmm. and something good to come out of it, you've got yeah. to approach this family member and yeah. let's just say it's your spouse. And I've right. done this. I do this in my own marriage yeah. and, and I approach them with a, a pre-conversation and I say, okay. Hey, this thing has been on my mind yeah or i really want to talk about our finances okay this is something that can be really hard for both of us i don't want to fight about this mm-hmm. i think it's something we actually do need to discuss yeah so can you think about it and i'll think about it and we can schedule a time to talk i love that i love that so you're not catching them off guard at that mm-hmm. moment demanding a conversation yeah you're letting them know that we need to talk but let's 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 come back to it that's good that's good and and then it allows them to take as much time as they need and something I talk about a lot in my work is the difference between extroverts and introverts yeah I'm married to an introvert okay and I'm an extrovert I process information really fast and I'm ready to respond off the cuff for him, yeah. he is not that way. And so this is this is through my own personal experience that I'm talking yeah. about this. Yeah. But when I can say, hey, I want to talk about our finances. I want to talk about 
my work schedule. I want to talk yeah. about whatever it your work schedule. Mm -hmm. And I can give him warning and time and respect. Yeah. Then he can say, yeah, I'm open to the conversation because you've got to have their consent too, right? Sometimes we yeah. just assume it's also bothering yeah. them or they yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. So get their consent and say, are you open to talking about this? I, it's really bothering me. Wow. And That's it good. might not, it might not be bothering them. It That's really true. might not be. They might not yeah. even notice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I like when you said, get their consent first, because sometimes we can demand mm -hmm. those conversations. I want to talk now. This is important to me. You know, mm -hmm. I want to yeah. do this now. And that's, you know, it, so that's another part of creating. We can get right into that healthy boundaries. Yes. Yeah. So let's let's get into that. But that was so good. <laughs> that was so good. So with building and creating those healthy boundaries, like Say for instance, someone is constantly overstepping the boundaries. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're not respecting it. You know, how, what is the best way you see really to address that? Because sometimes people are willing already to give up on folks, but that's not always the answer mm -hmm. with giving up on people and, you know, cutting ties and different things. You want things to be fruitful and you want things to be healthy, but how do you truly build those healthy boundaries? Yeah, that's a yeah. great question. And it's something that's continuous work. Yeah. But some, I, I love to give this analogy because I feel like it's very relatable. Mm -hmm. But the first thing I want to say about any boundary is yeah. we all have boundaries. Yeah. If you don't think you have boundaries, you actually do. They just might not be where you want them to be. Yeah. So we all have some sort of tolerant limit. Yes. So already just if you don't feel like you have any boundaries, start looking for where you actually do have boundaries. Maybe your boundary is that someone doesn't hit you. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to tell each other those boundaries in normal society because no one just goes to the grocery store and slugs someone right. in a meal exactly. for the most part. Right. And if that happens, then we're all like, what happened? Why? Yeah. That's like a social boundary that we all know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then there's other more nuanced boundaries. And this is the example I love to give is if someone comes over to my house and I mm -hmm. like people to remove their shoes when they enter my home. Okay. And I don't ask them to take their shoes off. Mm -hmm. They don't know my boundary. They don't right. know the preference that I have for my home. Right. And Let's say they come over 20 times and on and it's always bothers me. Why don't they take their shoes off? I'm so annoyed. They should know. Mm -hmm. I hate that they leave their shoes on. It bothers me. And then the 20th time I've had it, my limits up wow. to here. And the 20th time they come over and they don't take their shoes off. And I say, what the heck? Will you just take your shoes off? Like, I want my guests to take yeah. my shoes off, their shoes off in my house. Yeah. And someone might get mad. Someone might just say, why didn't you tell me the first time? Right. Why, like, why did you wait till now to bring it up? Yeah. And this whole time I'm the one that's been struggling because my, my boundary is getting violated. Mm -hmm. They don't even know that they're doing anything wrong because mm -hmm. maybe at their home, 
That's yeah. not a boundary. Maybe right. they wear their shoes all over the house. And yeah. it doesn't matter. They don't care if their guests have their shoes on or not. Yeah. And so every single boundary that we have is kind of like that. No one knows what our boundaries are. We right. have to tell them. Right. That's true. That's good. And like I said, there's a lot of boundaries that we don't have to say. Mm -hmm. But in our own home, we can say things like, we always take our shoes off when we enter the door. Or right. maybe we don't. And and I use that example, but I should use it the other way. Because in my home, I wear my shoes everywhere. <laughs> and so I actually do. When my guests come over, I say, you can take your shoes off, but you can leave them on. I said, I leave my own shoes on. Because gotcha. I always want my guests to feel comfortable when they... Right with whatever they want to do but okay. if you if someone doesn't know what your boundary is so in your home you can set all sorts of boundaries like with my toddler mm -hmm. the boundary is if you climb on the counter I will put you on the ground every time like yeah and she doesn't climb on the counter anymore because I put her back on the ground so many times <laughs> and she knows that that's a boundary that she can't stand on the counter Gosh. and and so a lot of it is just repetition so mm -hmm. many times, especially if we're talking like little kids, yeah. anyone that's had little kids knows that yeah. you have to tell them a million times. <laughs> yes. Over and over. Yep. That's so and, true. But when we're thinking about relationships with adults, we yeah. might have to tell people multiple times, say, hey, I actually don't like when you call me that name. Yeah. Hey, I actually don't think that joke is funny. Will you please not tell say that around me? Yeah. Hey, my boundary in my home is, is that we take off our shoes. Whatever it is, you don't have to use the word boundary either. You can mm -hmm. say, I have a different preference than you. Mm -hmm. I have different ideas. You can use the word boundary, but sometimes yeah. that can be a trigger word for some people. Mm. But you can just say, I don't like that. Yeah. That's also just stating a boundary. I don't like when you call me names. Got you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, with all that you said, that made so much sense. Thank you so much. How do you feel at times, um, like you were saying, sometimes boundary, that word can be a trigger for someone. Mm -hmm. Do you also believe like in having those difficult conversations and also in building healthy boundaries that sometimes our expectations Expectations can be unrealistic. When yes. I go ahead, yes and no. Sorry, you can finish your question. Uh, the reason why I asked that question is because I know we have to take an account not only our feelings but the feelings of other people as well. But sometimes, and I don't know if I use the right word when I say expectations or. Do you think sometimes we can, I am going to use that, we can be <laughs> unrealistic in our expectations of others, especially if they have constantly showed us who they are? I'll word it like that. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I'll go, I'll go back to what I said before. Yeah. Why do we want them to change? Why do we yeah. want them what are you looking for for you? Why do you want to have a hard conversation? Because even with a boundary, yeah. it's not to manipulate anybody else's behavior, but it's to protect yourself. 
Okay, that's true. And I'm I'm and I'm rephrasing mm-hmm. this and rewording things around so different listeners can get different perspectives. Yeah. But so I'm going to say this, what if it's toxic? Well, it depends on the relationship, right? Cuz again, okay. you can you can cut people out. That's Yeah. always an option, but yeah. also you can choose I have people in my life Sometimes they've been neighbors. Sometimes they've been other relationships to me where Mm -hmm. I have drawn a boundary of, I will never be alone in a room with this Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Not because I feared physical danger, but because I feared emotional or mental danger. Got you. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot, because it might be an uncle that you think is really toxic. Yeah. Yeah. But you always go to their house on Christmas Eve. Mm. And so you yeah. don't want to cut him out of your life because you do want to still be able to get together for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And that's where everyone has to decide for themselves what they want. Yeah. But you can still protect yourself. Right. You can still say, I know this is where you shift unrealistic expectations to realistic. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. unrealistic expectations when we think they're going to change. Yeah. But we have realistic yeah. expectations when we know they're not going to change. Yeah. Like, of course, of course, this uncle is going to be really obnoxious. Of mm-hmm. course, this cousin is going to get wasted and break all the plates at Christmas dinner. Of course, yeah. of course, this person runs over the mailbox of course whatever it is of course my toddler has a tantrum because i split her cracker in half like (laughs) of course yes yes and and that's where you come back to realistic of like oh of course i knew this was gonna happen yeah not in a shameful way but in a legitimate yeah and this is why i'm setting boundaries for myself This is why I'm taking care of myself because I know they're not going to change. Yeah, that's good. That is so good. And that frees, you know, people too from a lot of guilt of feeling certain ways um, Mm -hmm. or feeling like, you know, am I wrong or, you know, questioning yourself. And what you just said made so much sense. So thank you so much um, for sharing that. So I I do want to say this. Sometimes... People find it hard to express themselves, mm-hmm. um, express their feelings. Um, what would you say to those people that really have a hard time expressing how they feel? It's like you mentioned earlier, you know, about your husband wanting to talk about the finances. But there's some people, they just find it so hard to really express, look, I really mm-hmm. want to talk about this. What's a good way of opening yourself up or allowing yourself to express yourself without being afraid of maybe hurting someone's feelings or being afraid that, you know, someone's not going to like you anymore or love you anymore for Mm -hmm. doing that? What would you say to those, to them people? Well, first of all, I would say that is really, really normal. Yeah. I I don't know that any of us humans want to intentionally like be vulnerable and open up so we can yeah. get hurt. Yeah. And so if you feel that fear, I think that's so normal. Okay. 
And then from there, start really small. Mm -hmm. Too often we jump to the real big extremes and we start divulging all of our secrets, all of our, (laughs) all of our most intimate feelings. And then we feel like we've shared too much and it becomes discouraging. Yeah. So just start small. And a lot of it is just starting to be honest with yourself. Yeah. That's Uh, where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to be able to say to yourself, I am really low today. Yeah. I'm having a really hard day. Yeah. Or even something like social media isn't healthy for me. Yeah. When you can recognize that something isn't healthy for you or someone said a comment that really did hurt my feelings, you're going to learn from that. Understand why that made you feel Mm-hmm. So caught off guard or whatever, and be honest with yourself. And yeah. then from there, if you want to open up and share something vulnerable with a partner, with yeah. your kids, with a friend, whoever you, I'm a huge fan of telling what, what in the coaching world we call the whole truth. Yes. yes. And it's not telling part of the truth. It's telling the whole That's truth. That's right. And the whole truth sounds like, I really want to share something with you, but I'm feeling really sick about it. Yeah. I'm afraid that if I share this with you, you're going to think less of me. I'm mm-hmm. afraid that you're going to use this information to backstab me. I'm yeah. afraid that I won't be able to recover. I'm afraid that it's just going like I've never shared this before. This is really hard for me. Yeah. And then whatever you need to share, you yeah. can share with them. But also yes. it allows them to come into your world. That's all part of vulnerability. Yes, yes, yes. That is so good. And I love that, you know, just be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves. You know, we have to, you know, get to a place where we're not trying to hide or cover up, you know, our feelings or our true self. But it's okay, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest, you know, about how you feel, to be honest about your feelings. Um, and take small steps. So that was really good. Yeah. I appreciate what you shared. Thank you so much. And in closing, I want to say this. Is there something else that you feel that you would like to share um, with the audience um, before we close out? And I know I definitely want you to share um, how they can uh, reach out to you um, if they want to get a, a session with you um, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. So if you have any last words and also how they can connect with you, if you could share that. Perfect. The last thing that I'll say is anytime you have a hard conversation approach it from, we are solving the problem together. Mm. If you can keep that in the back of your mind, we're not against each other, but we're working together. We're on the same team. And the problem is what we're attacking together. It automatically creates that unity. And so if you can remember that, you will be so much more loving and kind with the other person in that hard conversation. That's excellent. And and as far as connecting with me, thank you so much for having me be. It's been so good to be here. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on all social platforms at Erin Woodruff Coaching. And I have that free toolbox as well for all of your listeners. It's a hard conversations toolbox. It walks you through everything that I've talked about 
today and much more. It gives you even more. So you can feel equipped. Like you know how to tackle a hard conversation with someone in your life. So thank you so much for having me. It's been great to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And listen, I want one of those. Can you send me one? I will send it to you right now. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful. I can use it too for myself, but you have been amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this time and really sharing how we can have those difficult conversations and building those healthy boundaries. So this has been truly a blessing. Thank you again, Erin. Thank you listeners for joining us. And as I always say, keep looking up. All right, guys, take care. And until next time, be blessed. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 29.11 Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.